Hey guys, welcome back to Good People, Bad TV, uh, recapping The Bachelor, episode seven. Before we get started, obviously a lot has happened between uh, last episode and this episode in the world of Bachelor Nation, and Scott and I wanted to take a minute to just address that. So obviously most of you have seen or heard about the controversy surrounding Rachel and Rachel Kirkconnell or Kirkconnell, who's on um, this season of, uh, of The Bachelor. And then the interview between Rachel Lindsay and Chris Harrison that happened earlier this week. And so to just address that, obviously Scott and I stand with the members of Bachelor Nation um, who are helping to address the controversy and the treatment of people of color on the franchise um, and the way they're represented. Obviously, this is a more diverse cast than we've seen historically, and I think that's been a really beautiful thing to watch play out on our screens. However, I think like the rest of Bachelor Nation, we would love, or hopefully a majority of them, we would love to see those lives and those voices and those love stories amplified through this program. And um, I don't think we're out of line in saying they haven't been represented as well or as fairly as other storylines. I think that was particularly evident this season um, with the way the fighting between the women was represented and things of that nature. So we just wanted to say first and foremost that we stand with those members of Bachelor Nation. Uh, we were very disappointed by uh, Chris's uh, responses to Rachel Lindsay and just kind of the, what's the word I'm looking for? Just some of the ignorance behind the words that he said. And so we're glad to see that he's taking some time to step aside and think through all of those things. I'll be interested to see the way that plays out in um, the rest of the season and for future programming as well, because we know they're headed into quarantine to start filming The Bachelorette at the end of this month. And so I'll be interested to see, you know, what happens with that as well. I think we both will. Um, but we don't want to um, let our thoughts on that go unnoted and our opinions and so we stand with those members of Bachelor Nation. We hope that our podcast is a representation as well. And we hope that um, if you're listening to this program um, and you feel otherwise, we're, we hope that you would take some time to kind of read through the voices um, of Bachelor Nation who are speaking out and see their opinions and just take some time. I think 2020 and obviously into 2021 as well has been a time of reflection and learning for a lot of people. And so um, we are excited to see people educate themselves. We hope that trend doesn't stop and that we can all continue working towards a more loving, kind um, part of this franchise and representation within this franchise and words surrounding it. Um, and I guess one last thing I would just say is obviously when we talk about our opinions of these people, we talk about them from the view of the caricature 
of them that is portrayed on this show. Um, I know I jokingly made some comments about Heather in the minivan <laughs> at the beginning of last week. And, um, you know, we probably said other things as well um, over time. But obviously we're being presented a character of who these people are on TV. And I'm sure if I met them in real life, um, you know, I would think most of them are really lovely people. Um, and, and I probably haven't always represented that well, but, um, I think, you know, a little kindness goes a long way and I think it helps this week more so than ever, I think helps to frame the way we have conversations about other people and our opinions and thoughts. And so just wanted to say that. Yeah. Well said lady. Uh, yeah, I just think it, obviously we had to say that hey, we know we've seen this, we've seen what's happening. And so you're probably a little bit more aware of what's going around on the internet about these things than I am. Yeah. Um, I do deep dive into a lot of things, but the bachelor, I usually just kind of watch and enjoy as a goofy reality show. And um, I kind of fill you in on all the things right. surrounding it. Um, yeah. So yeah, disappointing and kind of puts a little damper on the goofiness and the fun that we enjoy about just enjoying reality TV. Um, but yeah, I thought you spoke very well about it. Um, and then obviously we hope for, for Rachel and Chris that they, um, that their apologies are sincere and that they are, you know, doing the work to, um, yeah, just to better themselves and learn more about these topics and um, just learn how to be more loving, caring, empathetic people um, and just understand that what they present about themselves online and in interviews is, is reality and it can hurt people. Yeah. Um, and hopefully um, they're taking steps to grow and become better people. That's really all, all I could ask. And um Obviously, my opinion doesn't really mean that much. <laughs> We're just goofing around on a podcast. But, yeah, I always um, am cheering for people to uh, to improve themselves and, and do reflection when needed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it does kind of put a little bit of a damper on, on this week. Um, but uh, hopefully we can lighten the mood a little bit and still – still enjoy this show. Yeah. And we're so glad to have these conversations and have a, you know, them be a part of what is happening for us culturally as a country is obviously reflected in the programming that's created during this time as well. Um, just like any other point in history. So we are really looking forward to the way this helps to shift and evolve the narrative for people, um, and for all people. And so, yeah. Um, we appreciate you guys for, for listening um, and taking some time to consider these things since they've kind of been a part of the bachelor sphere for the last week or so. And I think we'll continue to be. Um, and obviously we'll keep you apprised of any, any news <laughs> as it keeps coming out. Um, but we'll go ahead. And with that, um, we're going to go through this week's episode we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're not going to recap the actual action, like step-by-step, step, like go through the episode as it happened. We're actually just going to talk about the women in order of elimination, basically, and then who's left. 
and talk mm-hmm. about kind of what got us to there. Yeah, just as as Kit's been hoping for the last few episodes, there's no there's no more drama. It's all over. Mm-hmm. It's just about the relationships now mm-hmm. and who these women are. Now, this is Kit's dream, and we'll see if and it I works just, out for her and for us. I cannot be the only person who was truly stunned when after this the rose ceremony or like the whole Heather thing, they were like, next week is hometowns. And I'm like, there are still like a dozen of you. There are so many. Yeah. They said that. And I was like, wait, so like six people are going home this episode. And I was like, last week we had literally 37 of you. Like this (laughs) season is flying by and I don't understand how we got to here. No. Do you think they'll add in more people? before hometowns <laughs> next week no please no i think these girls would literally it would become cannibalistic yeah. it would Does Hannah truly... brown have any more friends that she just didn't give matt's number to no i hope <laughs> not i don't know well so okay i guess that really takes us right into heather so obviously they the conversation with heather continues we replayed her conversation with matt and then she goes and talks to the women and the women don't receive her um particularly well Oh, they are terrible to her. Yeah, it was really, it was kind of rough to watch. And I felt really bad. And I think like, it's probably easy for them in that space to be like, we all know who each other are. We know we're going to be on TV, but like kind of forget that it's not on TV yet, even though it's happening in real time for them. Like on Love Island, we see people come in and they, the people who come in know what's been happening in the villa the whole time. But with with The Bachelor, it doesn't happen like that. And so these women are kind of like, don't you know what's been going on? She's like, no, I don't. Like, I've been in quarantine. I haven't had a phone or watched TV in weeks. Um, And so they're really, really unkind to them. I saw Jasenia. She was on The Bachelor Happy Hour podcast today, and she addressed it. I didn't listen to it, but I saw that she apologized about the way she spoke about – about Heather, but apparently Heather did talk to production. What? So Heather did talk to production and they were like, I don't know if that's a good idea and didn't buy her ticket out there. So usually when something like this happens, they'll pay for the ticket out there and all of that. They were like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Don't do it. Well, she bought her own flight anyways and came out and came to production. So when she showed up, they were like, I mean, okay, I guess is what I read this morning. I don't know. I'm like the Dumois of like, I read Reddit and all these things. Sorry, the what? Dumois. Well, you're not on Instagram. It's an Instagram account that has like unverified celebrity tea. Uh, gotcha. And so that's me sometimes when it comes to reporting these things, but that's what I read today. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of like actually makes sense to me because her arriving that late like the girls are right they're like she has a week to like get to know him and then he has to decide if he's going to meet her family oh for sure i mean none of my opinions or takes on heather are going to be in favor of her judgment like i think this was mm-hmm. just foolish on all accounts mm-hmm. and i don't know to what level production manipulated it or told her no i, I hadn't heard that who knows yeah um but yeah just Pure foolishness from her. Like if she actually did buy a red eye and come out here and rent her minivan and drive in in a wedding dress for some reason. Uh, just, yeah. I mean, 
sometimes it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And mm-hmm. I think in this case, both were poor. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't excuse, like, I don't know. Like, every time I think we've got the bully of the season out, like, eight more arise. And yeah. I don't really know what is happening. Like, it makes me, I'm like, Matt, I wouldn't pick any of them. They're all mean. Yeah. And, like, every time this happens, I keep looking for which ones, like, aren't being terrible. Mm-hmm. And um, but it, it's, it's, and it's, it's hard to tell uh, with how they're cutting it together and, yeah. and all of that. That's why I was so pro Katie the whole time. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, even though it didn't seem like she had a very good connection with Matt, she was standing up for people well. And now that she's gone, I don't really know who is. There yeah. are some women who are clearly quiet during it, but most of them aren't. Yeah, I think, like, for me, it's like, what's the point of being mean to Heather? Yeah, like, she's not going to win. Like, no, what? like, she's not going to win. It's highly unlikely <laughs> she's going to stay. She just, like, really put herself out there. She doesn't know any of you. She's, like, super awkward to begin with. So the ones that did recognize her should have been like, oh, she's like a generally awkward human and she looks super uncomfortable. And for me, it's just like, what's the point of being mean to Heather? Like, there is no point. She stays here maybe another hour. Like, just let her sit down and like (laughs) ask her questions nicely. Don't like... like you haven't seen another human in six weeks. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It was like very surprising. And like, they've all seemed to have taken to Michelle really, really well. We see through the episode and she came in late too. Um, and is way more of a threat than Heather Mm -hmm. is. And so it was just really shocking to see them be so, so mean to Heather. That's true. And I'm not even like that much of a Heather stan. I find Heather like relatively exhausting and like annoying. I I, I don't even know what adjectives I'd give her. I don't really know anything about her. Yeah, she's fine enough. Um, but and she's what did you think of her interaction with Matt at least did you think there was a moment where Matt was like I'll keep her or do you think that was all for for show I think Matt's moments of I'll keep her had more to do with trusting Hannah than they had to being interested in Heather okay so that's like real like he and Hannah are like actual real friends yeah like not just like hey Tyler and you were on the same TV show so Matt was really Matt was really outspoken about Hannah and not liking her post the season. And so when Hannah went down there, when Tyler's mom passed away Mm. um, to comfort him and she kind of joined the um, quarantine crew down in Florida, down in Florida, Mm -hmm. they became really, really close and like kind of squashed the beef. So there was like, Cool. Kind of big beef between them. And then they became really close, which makes sense. They have very similar, like, religious values. And, like, she was there for his best friend. And he was obviously there for him as well. Um, and I know how much Tyler's mom loved Hannah, too. Mm. And so I think that had a big impact as well. So they became very close. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, I wish we'd and I think seen we see more of that on the show. I think we are going to see Hannah. I would imagine it'll be similar to when Rachel Lindsay came in at the end of um, when Tasha was choosing and had a conversation about how do you know you're picking the right person. I think we'll get that with him and Hannah. That's what I'd imagine. Okay. Because I know they were both 
they, they being Tyler and Hannah were both at Nemecolon at one point, but different points, I think. They may have overlapped quarantining a bit, mm. but um, yeah. Okay. All right. Then we have the rose ceremony. Well, he sends Heather home. Well, yeah, he like, sends Heather home. So it's like... She drives off in the minivan. Um, yeah, just a weird, like, what, total 15 minutes of screen time from Heather? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Just a... Did we need that? I mean, I guess she came on her own, apparently, like you said. Um, Maybe it's her bid for Paradise, too. Maybe she'll come back to Paradise or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, just an odd, like, speed bump here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what the point was. Um, but, yeah, the, the women aren't too upset about it, and then Matt walks back in and gives his big heroic speech of, I sent her home. Only the people on this couch are, and all the women are very turned on by his oh, confidence yeah, the women are and in his, heat his, over ha- this. his handling of conflict and just, just what a hero Matt James is. Yes. <laughs> Which better. I have been a huge Matt James fan, so don't get me wrong. I, I like him a lot. But this this might be the episode where I lost faith in his decision making. Yeah. Um, a little. I definitely but, have way more trust in Matt to be a bachelor than I did Peter Weber, who like didn't know how to handle the drama. Oh, and, yeah. I figured that went without saying. But, yeah. But we'll, we can say it. <laughs> it just why. like, I don't know why it triggered a memory in me of like how bad Peter was at handling confrontation between yeah. the women and how he'd always like narc on them. So like bad. just so bad just like, the, truly the worst or like a group of people you know whenever you have to play like pin the tail on the donkey and like people spin you around over and over and then like push you out and you're blindfolded mm-hmm. that was like peter every episode yeah, of the bachelor like, here's what not to do in conflict episode 18 peter, yep go <laughs> again and again <laughs> so I, I do actually think matt has done quite well uh with the information that he has i think so too um and yeah, I think clearly the women clearly thought so on the couch. It was it was a moment, for, yes. mostly for Serena P and Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we have mm-hmm. we have the rose ceremony mm-hmm. where he ends up sending Serena C and Chelsea home. Your girl. So Serena C, Bachelorette. I, I'm still not sure if I'm on the wrong side of history with Serena C. I still, I like I'm her sure clothes. She's fine. <laughs> I think, yeah, like these women are just in a really catty environment. I still think like there's new production staff and it's the same production staff. I am pretty sure that was on Peter's season. And obviously they edit and produce towards this very catty thing amongst the women. And so I think we're seeing that again, but I, I do think these women are like, like they all seem to be having fun together too. And I don't think we're getting that as much as we like have, we don't see as much of the friendships. We just get tiny glimpses here and there Mm -hmm. of the friendships among them. And so I'm, I'm jury's still out on Serena C. I think she'll be in paradise. I would imagine. And I, I will be interested to see what type of edit she gets there and what her story looks like um, and who, you know, who she's able to represent herself to be there. Um, but she still had fire outfits. So I forgot you were very into her style. Yeah, she has great outfits. Mm-hmm. 
still really like them. She always had confessionals for Matt about how fine he looked all the time. Yeah, <laughs> which I love. And that'll be great for Paradise. Like all these guys walking in shirtless and we get the commentary from Serena C about the abs and things. It's true. I just hope she learns from her bullying ways. Yeah. They were they became pretty evident the second half. Yes. Uh, or these last couple episodes here. Uh, I guess we're not into the second half of the season yet. Well, well basically we are, we are yeah. now, but not the full second half. Um, and then you were heartbroken because of Chelsea leaving. Yeah, what is he doing? What? What? <laughs> Why? Does he? Did he not have a conversation with Chelsea or see her? I'm so confused. I know. Like, I feel like Chelsea should be. Like, I feel like we're going to look up in, like, six months and she's, like, in dating Deshaun Watson. <laughs> or, like... Deshaun Watson has a girlfriend, but, yes, I did a deep dive on her about a week ago. Or, like, at least a B-list movie star, if not an A-list. Yes. Like, Chelsea is f- incredible to me. Maybe just way out of Matt's league. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, I was stunned. And I know we've seen more of his like connections with like Rachel and Michelle mm-hmm. and Bree. Um, but like why he wouldn't, <laughs> I don't know, at least keep giving that more chances. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was very, like, very he bizarre. Gives Serena P two chances and sends Chelsea home. Now I'm, I'm just at a loss. Yes. Why? Yeah. So that was like another one of his questionable decision-making things this week was Abigail and Chelsea. No, Abigail and Jasenia hadn't gotten a one-on-one. Neither had Serena C or Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Um, But we had seen more of a connection with him and Abigail. I I didn't really understand. I felt like we didn't see, we haven't seen much of Jasenia outside of her conversation with MJ we haven't seen her relationship with Matt growing, and I feel like we've seen more of Chelsea's relationship with Matt. And so I was very confused when he kept Jasenia and sent Chelsea home. Yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah, the Jasenia thing I don't understand. I guess we'll get to that when we get to her. Um, but that's like the beginning yeah. of Matt's like very curious decision-making is he sends Chelsea home, who I feel like we saw him building a pretty good – connection with um and they would sneak some kisses here and there and then he also sends abigail home his first impression rose oh that's next yeah that's yeah one um so that's not at the rose ceremony but during the group date yeah he sends her home and kind of admits like hey we were so good from the front that, that after the first impression rose that like i didn't really put as much effort into this because i i knew it would be here and i needed to See if there was something with anybody else, too, uh, which was a mistake, clearly. Um, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe he's happy and with his future wife now, so he's yeah. fine. But, uh, yeah, the Abigail thing didn't make sense to me either. Like, they, them never going on a date is just insane to me. Yeah, and it made him picking Serena P even more curious and made me wonder if he was doubting about Serena P and wasn't sure about her before that. Yeah. And that's why he picked her because picking Serena P for a second one-on-one was a really weird choice. Yeah, I don't get it at all. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I, I think he clearly likes Serena P a lot. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and, but maybe like, uh, maybe he was just like, I'm definitely taking, like in his head, Rachel, Brie, and Michelle, I'm meeting your families. Like, you three are, are my people. And maybe he was down to Abigail and Serena P for his fourth one. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I got to, I'll, I got, I guess I got to find out with Serena P. Yeah. Um, and then maybe that date went so well that which he I didn't, didn't need to give Abigail a one-on-one after that. I, I don't know. what. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We already knew that there were only going to be two one-on-ones this week and a group date. Mm-hmm. And on this group, he picked Serena P first. Like it would make more sense to me to do Jasenia's one-on-one first. Right? Just like... Th- no, it would have made more sense to not give Jasenia a rose. Yeah, <laughs> also that. Also that. Okay, so you do it first, then what? So you do Jasenia's first, you send her home. Then you know you have four roses still to give out. Mm-hmm. So you give out, maybe you do your... So typically, I feel like the last couple of seasons, don't they usually take like the remaining women? Well, there's usually less women, which is part of it. But they do one one-on-one, then they do the second one-on-one, and then they kind of have the last couple women on the group date, and he gives out those two roses on the group date, or one rose, however many is left on the no. group date. Haven't they done that before? I think they I'm did that. I'm just remembering. They did like, it on Peter's I'm remembering season. Peter's like weird three-on-one date where, where he sent Kelly, Kelly home. home when they were in that like weird field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Uh, I don't remember if there were two roses necessarily on that date. Well, I or think if it there was, wasn't a rose ceremony. I, I'm not well, it was like whoever got sent home on that date wasn't going to hometowns, and there wasn't a rose ceremony that week. Oh, okay. I don't think. All right. So that like, but there are just too many women left. Like, I don't really. I'm like, did the filming schedule like get screwed up? Because also there wasn't a day portion of this date. It was just no, like, just like eh, a cocktail party. So he he sends Abigail home, which is heartbreaking. Abigail gets this interview in the back of the car, like they do as they exit, and she gets her Hannah Brown esque bachelor edit moment or bachelorette edit moment. So remember when Hannah was like, "I'm just never anyone's like first pick or something" in her exit there's, interview. There's a long tradition of that line yep. in an exit interview. It just really reminded me of Hannah B. In particular, the way Abigail said it was like, "I'm always the one that helps guys figure out what they want next, and it's never me." Yeah. And so I felt like she was getting her bachelorette edit then, and of course, it's true. And and she's going home like right after she like. Like she's like, I'd started to like imagine like my life and like what it looks like down the road and putting you in that picture and I can see it mm-hmm. and like I can see where we're going and just like puts together this like this really honest, like beautiful vision of what their future could be. And like if a woman like Abigail is like genuinely saying that to you, like that's and I guess that's really just like a either you have to say it back or send her home. Yeah. Like at that point. And so, I mean, I guess fine, but how do you, I still don't understand. Yeah. And I think like we've talked before, I think when we Mm -hmm. talked about the end of um, Tasha's season, that there have been leads in the past who have said like, I actually sent my second home, my second choice home third or fourth place basically to to make it. 
easier for myself. Sure. Um, And I don't know if that's necessarily what's happening. It didn't sound like it from what Matt was saying, but maybe he was thinking, you know, I'll take her to hometowns. But when he heard that, he was like, I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, it it is the respectful thing. I mean, he did a Mm -hmm. good thing. Like, because clearly he didn't see that. So Mm -hmm. like that was the right thing to do. I'm just surprised that he couldn't see that mm-hmm. uh, um, and could see it with with other people. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I guess he's had six weeks to kind of parse through this. So, uh, but I don't know. She just seemed like such a quality person that yeah. uh, I'm bummed out. Yeah, I think she would make a great bachelorette. I forget how old she is. Um, I'll look it up. But mm-hmm. I think she would make a great bachelorette. Um, I think, you know, she was kind of getting – a good edit for that too. I know we talked about last episode, there were rumors that it was going to be Katie that obviously hasn't been announced yet. And so we will see, um, you know, obviously if that, if that changes now with the landscape mm-hmm. of things. And um, I think it, uh, there's obviously a pressure for the timeline right now. Um, yes, they have to pick soon, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I don't even know. We don't know where they're taping because now they can't go to Canada oh, either. Right. That got canceled too. Um, Abigail's 25. So I feel like she's a pretty good age mm-hmm. um, to be a bachelorette. I don't know if that would kind of. Do you think that's a good enough storyline? Like her exit interview there? Like being the the woman who makes men realize what they want? Uh, and it's pretty, it, somewhat common, but. I just wish we would have tragic, seen. Always. Yeah, I wish we would have seen more of her. I think if we got a one-on-one date with her, and then she got that exit interview, I think it would be a no-brainer. But because, like, even Hannah B got a one-on-one. Yeah. Um, you and kind of need that for the audience to get to know you. Yeah, and I say that because Hannah B placed like sixth her season, which is really uncommon for a Bachelorette. One of the few that that happened to, and so that's why I keep comparing that way. Gotcha. That makes sense. All right, so we have Abigail gets eliminated on eliminated um, on the group date from Matt, and then we have this conversation with Kit and Matt, where Kit's like, "Hey, listen, I have like goals and things I want to do. I'm only 21, and so it's going to push my timeline back a little bit. So if you want to get married and have kids, know that that's not going to happen for like a hot minute, basically." And Matt just kind of smiles at her and is like, oh, you're so cute, basically. <laughs> like, that's what I felt like when he was talking to her. <laughs> he was like, oh, that's cute. Like, I, I think Matt's, like, way more into Kit than we're being shown. Oh, he's, I think he's very into Kit. And because, like, she very much, like, I think she's attracted to Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think there's any moment when she was, like applying for the show when she was going through casting, when she was quarantining or at any point in this season, was she like, I want to be engaged to Matt James Mm. in like three weeks from now. Um, So like, and I don't think she was malicious or anything or like completely here for the wrong reasons or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But like this whole speech was like, Hey, I'm 21. I'm finishing school. I have these business things I'm interested in. I want to travel around. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be pretty well off. I'd like Mm -hmm. to just kind of enjoy my young twenties and do what I want to do. And, and like maybe with someone I'm like, yeah, like date, like maybe be dating, maybe not 
not having kids anytime soon. Like, which is like very much like this show is kind of geared toward like setting someone up to get married, or at least that was the original premise. Yeah. Um, and she's very much like just not at that stage of life yet. No. Uh, which isn't bad. And like, like she's clearly like enjoys Matt and like they have a great chemistry. And mm-hmm. she was like blushing afterward because like clearly she likes him. Like it's yeah. not like, uh, yeah, I don't mean to, to slander her in any way. Um, but I, I do think like she really wanted him to send her home right there. Yeah, you said that. And, and I, I didn't get that at first. And then I was like, oh, maybe you're right. Because like, I think that was like her way of like having a, a graceful exit. Yes. Um, and then she could continue like living her life the way she wants to live it. And um, and not have to like like go to him herself and be like, hey, I'm leaving. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think she wanted that edit. No. Um, and so I think she's like she's. Uh, relate or her parents are I guess famous people and so she like understands how uh, I mean she's in fashion she's not in Hollywood but I think she understands how this industry works and how influencer industry works and yeah like I I think she wanted well um, and also a hometown would subject her mom who is famous to be on television right and I think she's like okay like I don't know if I am going to marry this man. I just saw him send home a girl. I thought he had a really great connection with. And so if that's the case, like, I don't know. I don't think my connection was as strong with him as maybe this other person or these other people left. And so I am nervous. I think he gave the rose to Rachel. And I think that said to her, cause I think Rachel's gotten like the most group date roses and one-on-one roses of anyone there probably. that probably signaled to her, like I'm behind and I don't want to sub subject my family to being on TV. If I don't have to, like I signed up to be on the show, but my mom like probably doesn't want to be. Uh, that's fair. It at least doesn't want to be unless it's like a real thing. Yes, exactly. Uh, or like the real thing for Kit, you know? Yes, agreed. Um, so I think that might have played into it a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kit seems really smart and really image conscious. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way. Um, but I think she really wanted to exit the show in a favorable way. From like a PR uh, perspective, yes, yes. She like gets uh-huh. it. And honestly, she's probably spent a lot of her life like kind of being trained in that way too. I mean, her sure. and her mom have a podcast together. She's uh-huh. already kind of in the public light. I was actually very surprised that that never came up as like a, you're here for the wrong reasons type of thing. Cause that's a typical storyline that we get. Yeah. We um, never got, she never got attacked by the other women for that. Or if she did, it wasn't, we didn't see it. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, that is kind of surprising. Um, but I think I actually, well, no, maybe that isn't because I, I think we've said all this and I think Kit is one of my favorite people on this show this season. Yeah. And I think, the other women liked her so much they wouldn't have accused her of that. Yes. Like, I think she's just a cool person. Yes, um, I agree. She seems I hope like I'm a not great proven hang. wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, she seems like a good hang. And even Matt had, like, really glowing things to say about her and said, I think on another podcast, there might have been chicks in the office that you said you listened to, Scott, that you were – that Matt was surprised we didn't see more of Kit and Kit's, like, really fun personality. Yeah. he Correct. Yeah, he did say that. Um, but yeah, I say all that to say, like, um, 
we we get her going back to Matt after the group date. Uh, it's hard to tell quite how far after. Is it like the same night potentially? I think so. She was wearing um, the same outfit. And I think he was too. Okay. Um, and just decides to go home. Uh, I don't remember. I remember their first conversation more than I remember this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember any tidbits from it. No, she was just like, you know, I always told you I'd be forthright about what I was feeling and here's what I'm feeling. And I just don't think I'm ready to get engaged at the end of this. And I think, you know, it seems like you are, might be, and I'm just not there. And so I think it's best if I like go. And I think he was sad because I think he enjoys our company, but I think he understood because I don't think their connection is as deep, maybe romantically as some of his other connections are. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, so Kit goes home. I, I don't know. I can see her maybe not returning for this season of paradise, but maybe like she's a future season kind of gal. Could be like, it doesn't return now. Cause she still is young. Mm-hmm. Um, but returning in the future. Yeah. I hope so. I enjoyed watching her. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to have her back. Exactly. Uh, All right. And then we get Jasenia's one-on-one. We do. We get Matt James and his buddy, Tony. Just drifting. Pro drifter, Tony. Yes. How does one become a pro drifter? Is it just watching Vin Diesel movies? Yes. I think that's the only qualification you need. Okay. It's me and Chase. Like that and a driver's license. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you and Shay Serrano can hang and drift. And just watch Fast and Furious movies together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is a date that I want to do. We're getting off of Jasenia, I suppose. Yeah, it looks really fun. I want to do some drifting. Do you? Noted. Sure, why not? Future birthday gift coming out, Cha. Yeah? <laughs> so we get this date with him and Jasenia, and it is... I just like felt like the whole thing was super awkward. Did you get that vibe? Uh, yeah, it was odd, and so it seems very abrupt again. Like, they both kind of take turns driving, and Jasenia looks hilarious in the huge helmet. Yes, uh, she is tiny. Yeah, and then, like, they run into some stuff, and then they get out, and Tony's like, huh, you both are crazy, and then, like, leaves, <laughs> and then they're just, like, standing well, next to the car. Also because, know. like, Matt actively chooses to crash the vehicle into literally everything, and I bet <laughs> yeah. this guy's, like... Like, I don't know if it's this dude's car or he's like, I don't know who's in charge of these damages or also like the name of the game was not like crash into everything. The name of the game was like, learn how to drift and do it correctly. And that's why this man thought he was here. And instead, Matt just goes head first into everything he possibly can with this vehicle and like knocks the side mirrors off and all this. Oh, so you think our boy Tony is offended that his professional training was not uh, taken seriously well i think tony's like okay then why am i here why did i just friggin' quarantine for two weeks yeah. for this dude to not even listen to the yeah. instructor that's they how just i do feel. like a demolition date exactly <laughs> like put them in a friggin' monster truck instead of like putting them on this date yeah. i felt bad for tony the drifter fair enough sorry about it tony tony i'm really sorry if you came and um, helped me with Scott's birthday, you would not be treated with such disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> um, just in case you're listening, Tony. Uh-huh. Um, what did you think was so awkward? Okay, so here's how I feel about Jasenia. Okay. Jasenia is really cute, but I think Jasenia is like a like 
clearly very close with her producer because she always gives the right interview. She did have that kind of breaking the fourth wall moment um, when MJ said like, she no, did. I will be resent- represented well. And Jasenia cut and like looked straight in the camera like she was Jim Halpern. And is Halpert. it Halpert? Um, an office reference. Yeah, sorry. And I screwed it up too. <laughs> um, so I think like, in every interview, she's saying like the exact right thing. And so I just like, I don't know. Yeah, she seems. She's like almost too rehearsed. And it made me wonder if her connection with Matt was genuine or not. Yeah. Because I didn't really feel like we ever got really genuine moments with the two of them. So I was very confused. Yeah, like, I don't know who she is. Yes. I couldn't tell you a single thing about her. No, like, I I think her career was with social media manager of some company. And, uh, but she's one of the, I don't know how to say it nicely, but it doesn't seem like there's anything behind the eyes. Mm. Like, it seems like she's performing the whole time. Yes. Yeah. So, like, and even when she was, like, yeah, like my parents have been like excited for me to bring home the right person. Uh, like it was just, I don't know. Like it was the way she talked about having someone meet her family was robotic. And um, maybe that is the way she really feels and like really thinks. And I think because we didn't see any connection between her and Matt, it comes across that way. Yeah. Like specifically, like I think like that could genuinely be how she feels. And and we didn't get the entirety of that conversation. Did we get like a, all my brothers and sisters are married. And so, you know, they've been waiting for me to bring someone home too. And, you know, we, we got bits and pieces of the conversation, which to be fair, we always do. We never get the full story. No. Um, but, and it always gets edited to tell us a very specific story as well. Sure. Um, but yeah, I just like, I would agree that I I couldn't tell if it was like genuinely who she was and her personality, but she really seems to understand reality TV production. And I think I had forgotten that she was a social media manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she knows like how to give a quote and like what sure. to put out there, you know, like it's her job. So it could also just be that she's so used to that lifestyle. Um in way of thinking that that's just how she, she comes across and she's a good, like we always talk about on the challenge episodes, like who's a good narrator and who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, because you do need those people to carry the storyline along. Right. Um, and she doesn't seem like particularly torn up. Like when Matt sends her home. No. And gives like a pretty put together, like driving away sound bite. Yes, and not like a particularly emotional one. Um, and this is something we did not talk about on the group date. Um, and maybe we'll we'll get to it when we talk about Piper leaving or something. But I guess I'll just talk about it now. Um, during the group date, when after Matt sends Abigail home, he pulls Rachel aside. And if I were Rachel, I would have been like scared to death. I would have been petrified. Um, because I would have been like, oh, I'm next. And he's like also getting rid of me. Um, even if we had a great connection, like I think they do, I still would have been absolutely convinced I was going home. Mm -hmm. Um, but then we get this (laughs) montage where 
Aloe Black is there, which I think is like one of the most famous musical acts they've ever had on the show. I was so hyped. Scott was like, Aloe Black is here. Like, Scott was so excited. I was like, he's a real musician. Scott was so hyped. I like didn't know. People would pay to see him perform. I didn't know how deep your passion for Aloe Black ran until we watched this episode. And then I was like, dead. Um, But so we get that. Did I write a seminary paper featuring Aloe Black lyrics at one point? No. Yes, I did. Of course you did. How did I not know that? Um, So Aloe Black is there. He is singing. Rachel and Matt are dancing. Rachel gets the group date rose, which obviously puts her in hometowns. And then we just get this montage of all the rest of the women who are on the group date sitting socially distanced on (laughs) a giant U-shaped couch crying like (laughs) not like weeping just like one or two like slow tears yes like single tear (laughs) crying down the face it is it one of the weirdest scenes on the show that i've ever witnessed yeah i didn't know what to do scott was like are we getting a slow-mo like 10 10 minutes of these like women just crying (laughs) and how long were they sitting there (laughs) it was could they actually hear Allo black (laughs) I don't know, but it was very bizarre. Um, It was very, very curious. Um, So I guess that's all. Jasenia goes home. She does. I'm sure Jasenia will be back for Paradise. I can see her in Paradise, too. As long as she doesn't have like a dislocated hip from getting dropped on the hood of the car by Matt trying to be romantic. We did not talk about that. She's (laughs) like, I want to try something. And clearly she wants to do like a hot make out on top of the car scene. Right. And then Matt just like drops her tailbone first. Matt first didn't know what she was going for and then just underestimated how tall he is. Yes. (laughs) It just didn't go great. No, it did not look, it was not sexy. It was not smooth. And we've discussed before how Matt is a very handsome man, but perhaps not the smoothest man around. It's true. It makes him endearing. It does. But it did screw that up for Jasenia pretty big time. It was really hysterical. I felt bad. Yeah. All right. And then we get to the rose ceremony at the end. So you and I weren't sure if we were going to get a rose ceremony or not. Do you want to talk about Serena P's one-on-one date at all? Well, then we got to talk about Piper going home and then we talk about everybody still here. I'm sorry. Um, Screwed it up. So Piper gets sent home at the rose ceremony. So as soon as he gave Bree the first rose, the first of the two roses, Mm -hmm. I knew... I knew Michelle was going to get picked. His connection with... There was no way he was sending Michelle. No. No. Yeah. No, there's no way. And so... They were trying to make it like this tense moment. And I was like, no, Piper's going home, obviously. Yeah, like very clearly. Yeah. Um... And so Piper goes home. We don't even get an exit interview with Piper. Yeah, First do. of all, Piper looked stunning in her dress. I really liked that you dress. You into this dress. But it was really pretty. Yeah. And you did know it, I love Did it match any of Tasha's dresses? Were we on that level or not quite? No, not quite. Tasha's mm-hmm. dresses were probably the best mm-hmm. bachelorette fashion we've ever had. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, Tasha gets styled. Piper, like, brought her own stuff but i thought this dress was really really pretty on her and i love some sparkle so i was <laughs> glad to see it um and i loved her hair the way she styled her hair as well mm-hmm. um but we did we get an exit interview 
Oh, we did. Uh, well, for, well, Matt walked her out. She didn't say a word to Matt. Oh, that's that's what I meant. It's like yeah. we didn't get an exit convo between her and Matt, which oh. you usually get. Yeah, no, none of that. Um, and she was just clearly very hurt um, and really angry. Like, and her, like, I think the point she was trying to get across, I'm going to try and spin this favorably for her. Um We've seen in her one-on-one, like how she comes from a family that doesn't express emotions very well Mm -hmm. and getting close to Matt and putting herself out there to get far enough along with Matt um, was a lot for her and scary for her Mm -hmm. to put that much emotion out there, Mm -hmm. Um, which is, you know, something we all have to learn when we're trying to fall in love with people. (laughs) That's, uh, that's part of the journey and it's challenging. Um, but she gets in the car and is just really, like, I think feels betrayed that mm-hmm. she was like, hey, I actually did it. I actually did show those emotions. I put myself out there. I was vulnerable enough to to say I was interested in Matt. And um, that's a scary thing. And and he still sent me home. Like, it's this, like, moment yeah, of betrayal for her. It was exactly and, what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And... But then, like, it made me sad and, like, annoyed with her when she was, like, this whole thing was a waste of time. And I was, like, no, it's not. Like, this is, like, a... Like, Scott was, like, no, personal growth is a good thing. <laughs> I, know. Like, I, was like, <laughs> I was, like, learning how to express emotions And in the important. moment, Yeah, like, in the moment, it's really hard to realize that. And I'm sure she yes. does now. And um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't usually listen to Bachelor Happy Hour, but I, I think yeah, I she was on... That that's the one that Rachel and Becca Kufrin host, like, uh, the official okay. Bachelor podcast. Um, and I... I'll probably go back and listen to her. I think she was on last week, mm. um, but maybe she was on this week. I don't know. It might've just been Jasenia, but um, I'll probably go back and listen. Cause I'm really interested in hearing what she has to say. And she's been really outspoken about all the Chris um, stuff as well. And so I, I just love to hear her speak, you know, kind of out of the context of the editing of the producers. Sure. Um, and more, more from her own lips. Um, so I'd be interested to hear that. But yeah, she was clearly super upset. Um, I'm sure we'll be seeing more of her as well because we have a whole, you know, opening up storyline with her. We do. Um, so there's that. All right. So we have Serena P, Rachel, Bree, Michelle heading into hometowns. So Serena P has the first group date or excuse me, first one-on-one date this week, which we spoke about previously was a very curious choice it made me think that maybe there were some doubts for matt Mm -hmm. there but then the date didn't seem to go that way but she's the only person who's had two one-on-ones this year it's true um i feel like getting two one-on-ones was like more common in the past yeah probably i don't know if it's because of the usually it seemed like they usually threw one in just to throw off the house Mm -hmm. a little bit um but yeah in this case it seemed very late um, yeah, so they get the kind of classic bachelor um, tantric yoga date. Yeah, so now she's had the, the picnic date, with the donkeys, and now the, the tantric yoga date. Yeah, and she just is super uncomfortable the whole <laughs> yeah, date. Just, it was not going well. Um, and she says she's not a particularly outwardly affectionate person, but I think this date, more so than the last date, really showed her age. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like um like she's clearly very smart and like 
she talks like someone who has more life experience than she seems to actually have. Mm-hmm. And she's only 21 or 22. 22. Yeah, she's like 22 or 23. Um, so she's really young. Um, but I felt like that came out this episode. I, I do mm-hmm. think like when you get older, you just kind of grow into your sexuality a little bit more. Um, and expressing that. And and maybe that's not true for everyone. Maybe I'm, I'm speaking out of turn there. Um, but you could tell how uncomfortable she was. And I, I felt like Matt's response was a little weird. Yeah, he was a little robotic about it. He seemed like to kind of ignore it in a way. Like, hey, I am, I hear you. But then like just kept smiling at her and doing his like smile and bite your lip thing. <laughs> Instead of like kind of having a question or a conversation with her about her concerns there. Yeah, that's true. It was kind of an opportunity to like for him to ask why. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't get that. Maybe he did, but. Um, and again, yeah, it's just it how was, the conversation's edited and we yeah. don't know for sure. It was more kind of spun like, hey, in relationships, you're not always going to enjoy the same types of experiences. And being honest about that is important. Yeah, I thought that was a, a weird twist. Yeah. I mean, it is a good message, I suppose, but it, it wasn't very like specific to their relationship in any way. Um, and I actually hadn't thought about this before, but mm-hmm. Matt is a human who really enjoys activities. Oh, very much. So. Um, he's a human like That's always needs to be is doing. For him. Yeah, he's a human who always needs to be doing activities, and like I feel like he's gonna want to try different things all the time. And Serena kind of seemed like maybe she's not down to try all the things all the time. And I just wondered how that would affect. I was surprised that didn't affect the conversation more. Yeah. But what did she, yeah, and all all valid points. Um, but I'm more concerned with what you thought of Matt James's uh, yoga attire. Honestly, uh, his like tucked in long sleeve shirt into his legging. Yeah, when we got there, he <laughs> his shirt was tucked in, and I was like, "What?" And also, did they end up make was he shirtless at any point? I don't think so. I was shocked we did not get more gratuitous half nudity that they yeah, usually, usually force these, upon us. Usually these dates are like, you think of like the Colton and Hannah C uh, or Hannah G uh, like massage, massage date. date where it's basically just like, okay, they got massaged for like two minutes and then they just like made out on a table like yes. half naked the whole time. Yeah. And, or maybe that was just Colton being annoying. Um, and Maybe Matt is just a more mature. I was person. very <laughs> impressed with both of their levels of flexibility. Well, that's true. As a yeah. human who needs to be better about stretching, <laughs> I was really impressed by their flexibility. Mm-hmm. Also, because she's really tiny mm-hmm. and he's really tall. True. So they were doing the boat position thing where their feet were touching and they were holding hands. And mm-hmm. I was like, Wow, his legs are so much longer than hers. Yeah. It really blew my mind. Yeah, she crushed it, even though she was uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, overall, mm-hmm. she did good, that, even though she was uncomfortable. And I, I yeah. understand, like, I that's something I, like, if we took a yoga class or something like that, you know, that would be fine, just the two of us. But then, like, it being on camera and you being like, I'm 23 and my dad's going to watch this. Like, well, yeah. I understand feeling super uncomfortable in that, so I don't want to invalidate her feelings there, but... Um, yeah, I just, I thought the way the conversation took a turn yeah. was weird. But she does end up getting the rose. They do have a good conversation over dinner about family and, um, she's getting a hometown. She is. She's in the top four. 
Um, and our next girl who does is Rachel. Yeah, so Rachel gets her rose on the group date, and then they go dance to Aloe Black. Mm-hmm. And See, outside of, they didn't get a ton of Rachel this episode. No, we got a little bit of their mm-hmm. conversation, but nothing crazy. Pretty much just a continuation of their date. Yeah. Um. But yeah, obviously, like he's just incredibly into Rachel, and it was. And just jarring for me watching him send Abigail home and then immediately give Rachel the rose. Like Rachel seems sweet and seems like the other girls get along with her well, at least in the house. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess I just don't. And they have so much chemistry. Maybe I'm just not into Rachel. That um, that I, makes it hard for me to, to see them together. Yeah. Because um, I don't know. Maybe... I'm putting myself in Matt's shoes too much. Uh, but he seems, obviously, to to really enjoy her. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. She seems like the front runner right now. I think her and Michelle are the front runners for me. Yes. Um, and then... We... Oh, we didn't even... I mean, Brie and Michelle are our last two. We're running out of time. Uh, Brie quit her job to stay here. Yeah, so I think the internet has to do she works either for Facebook or Instagram, and obviously Facebook owns Instagram, but she mentioned that she had to quit her job to be there. So my thought is either, I don't think, it didn't sound like she quit to go on the show, but it sounded like maybe they gave her X number of weeks of leave, and if she stayed longer, then she might have to quit her job. And so she decided to stay and I mean, I guess she's going that. on seven weeks. You can't really like not be at your job for seven weeks. Fair. Yeah. And then expect to come back in the exact same spot. Yes. Um, um, but he keeps Brie. And then we get Michelle, who we get a great montage of at the end. I love it. We'll talk more about Brie and Michelle next week because obviously they're big characters this season. And yes. deserve more of our time. Um but yeah, incredible ending sequence of, I guess, goofy moments from Michelle getting her back cracked and then doing push-ups so she looks good to give the toast. Yes. Uh, just popping down and just, just banging I mean, out five or ten push-ups. Well, and, and I guess that's like a thing <laughs> that they make all the bachelors do. Like oh, When really? they're going to be on camera and they have shirtless scenes, they like tell them to do push-ups to incredible. like get pumped up. I mean, and that's so I think thing she we was... did like in high school. Like, yeah. <laughs> when you're in the locker room, like, before you run out to play a basketball game or something. You, Dead. you're in the sleeveless shirts, you want to look good. Dead. <laughs> um, then we get the preview for Hometowns next week. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I thought was really odd and I noticed immediately is that we see all four. This is not a spoiler, but just something I noticed. We get all four Hometowns, but we only see three dates. We only yeah, see, we see all Serena. four families. Yeah. The three actual dates are just... Serena, Rachel, and Michelle. We don't see a date portion with Brie. Yeah. Um, and so that really just got my brain turning. Yeah. We do see a face plant off of a skydive, though, which I'm excited Horrifying. So scary. But yeah, lady, any last thoughts on this episode? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, yeah, as always, send us your questions. Email us, goodpeoplebadtv at gmail.com. Um, Otherwise, we'll see you next week. All right. Love you guys. Mean it. Bye.